0: Before we get to the uh, sermon and the passages, I'd like to ask my brother Matthew to come forward for just a moment. My brother Matthew, of course, is the chief of police here, and I, that's right, Hoorah, and I'm so very thankful for him and for what all the police and the firemen and all the others do. It Really, I'm very thankful for uh, what the officers do to keep us safe uh, all around the, the uh, nation. And uh, in this area specifically, I'm very thankful for them, not just because he's my brother, but for the, uh, all the officers who are brothers in Christ, too. We need to continue to pray for the officers. And uh,
1: Chief Coons. if you will speak, I appreciate it. Well, thank you guys for having us out again. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, we, you guys had us here last year. This is the second year you guys have done this, and we appreciate it so much. And I love coming back here because I grew up in this church. So <laughs> it's always good. Last year I was asked to give my testimony, and I'm not gonna do that again and rehash that, but I am gonna talk, give, I guess, kind of a testimonial on something that happened to me a few years ago that had a great impact on me, and it still impacted my life. So I thought I'd talk about that. I have always been, and yes, Philip I've always been very, very shy, and I have a fear of public speaking. It crippled me growing up, just scared to death, which is weird, because most of my family You know don't really suffer too much from that but I did (laughs) greatly Um, but I always thought it was a little bit odd because like a lot of people in my family I have a pretty good singing voice and it's always confused me why the Lord would give me a good singing voice but yet make me so shy that I was scared to death to use it (laughs) it took me years to understand I think it's because we have God-given strengths but we have God-given weaknesses too those are from God He wants us to rely on him, to lean on him. If we had all the strength, we wouldn't need him. So he gives us weaknesses, and we can rely on him. If you remember right, when Moses, you know, the burning bush spoke to Moses, Moses said, I I can't speak. You know, he didn't want to do it, and he ended up, the Lord, you know, let him use Aaron, but the Lord said, look, I gave you that weakness. You know, he wanted him to lean on the Lord. That's why he gives us those. But Satan, he knows we have weaknesses as well, and he prays on them if i'm listening to satan and he's praying on me then suddenly my shyness becomes like a mountain in front of me that i cannot surmount and i think of you know we we talked about jesus walking on water but peter walked on water as well he was courageous enough to get out of the boat and then he's got nervous started looking around he started to sink but jesus took him by the hand and when jesus was holding his hand the two of them walked on water peter was able to walk on water so for relying on him we can do all things to christ who strengthens us. So a couple years ago, I had been reading my Bible and I was filled with the Holy Spirit, and I had really grown in the Christ for quite a few years. Well, I got off work one Friday and got home and got a text from the pastor. And I looked down and the text said that, I, that he felt like the Lord was gonna to talk to a couple people and that, that there was gonna be a word for them to speak in church and to let him know and he would give you an opportunity to speak in church. Well, I saw that and I was like, <laughs> nope. I won't be doing that. Yeah. I immediately set my phone down and all of a sudden I just knew the Lord told me, no, actually you will be doing that. I've got something for you to say. Oh, (laughs) I struggled. No Lord. I so didn't want to do it, but I knew, I knew what he wanted me to talk about and I knew that I had to do it. And if I ignored him, I was going to, it was going to ruin my weekend. So I struggled all weekend. Um, but I did do a couple of things. I, I knew that if I didn't do this, I would chicken out. So I told my wife, and I and I contacted the pastor right away and said that I the Lord had talked to me. But I struggled. I struggled hard. And Saturday came, Saturday night, and I was able to go to sleep with NyQuil. But, but I was able to go to sleep. But I slept, only slept for a couple hours. I woke up, and I mean, I was scared to death. I, I was tossing and turning, scared to death could not go back to sleep. And I'd only slept, like I said, a couple hours. I knew, I just knew that I was gonna chicken out, not obey God, and I was gonna kick myself the rest of the weekend for for failing to obey God, and it was gonna ruin the week. And then I knew that if I was able to somehow drag myself up there, I was gonna say something stupid and embarrass myself, and that would ruin the week. And either way you looked at it, the week hadn't even started and it was ruined already. (laughs) So I prayed, Lord, please, help me go back to sleep. There's no way I'm going to be able to get up there scared to death, being tired. So a, a song popped in my head that I'd only heard once before a couple weeks earlier at church, and it was, I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemy. And I sang that to myself, and I mean, I went right back to sleep and slept the rest of the night. I think the Lord gave me that song. I woke up the next day, and <laughs> I'd been reading this Bible app every day for like, you know, a couple years. I had not missed a day. And because it tracks, and I'm very habitual, and it tracks it. I think I had gone 500 days. Well, Sunday morning, I wake up, and I had forgotten. I was so nervous, I had forgotten to read it on Saturday morning. So I read Saturday morning's Bible thing, and it was exactly what I needed here. It was about not allowing fear to keep you from serving God. So Sunday morning came, went to church, and I was scared. Oh, I was so scared. (laughs) But time came forward. I went up told the pastor, I was ready to speak, and another lady had had a word from the Lord. And she got it first, and he said, let her speak, and then we'll sing a song, and then you'll go up. And My knees were knocking, but she got up there, and she spoke about how hard times were coming for the church, you know, we're, we're in rough times, and that he wants us all to be involved. He has something for all of us to do. That's what she spoke about. And then they sang the song, and it was the first time they'd ever sang the song, and the song was, I hear your call, Lord. Yes, I am available. That was the song they sang. <laughs> So I got up to speak, and a calm came over me, just a peace. And I was able to talk, and it went very well, very good reaction. I mean, it was good. And, it, and what I spoke a lot about what I'm talking about you today, getting out of the boat, following the Lord that he needs us all. And, and then when I got down, the song we sang was about broken vessels and how the Lord can use broken vessels. I mean, the whole thing was Holy Spirit-led. And I got to thinking later, like, I, I got up there, and it wasn't that hard. A calm came over me, and I realized, if he asked you to trust in him and to get out of the boat, He's not gonna let you sink, you know. So I just wanna encourage you guys today and ask you, are you available to him? Can you imagine? We have rough times coming in this country, and we're already in rough times, but rough times it's gonna get harder. And we're in this country, we're in a fight for the soul of the country and we're losing. We need all Christians. He has something for all of us to do. It's different for all of us, but he needs us all. And I just want to ask you, are you available? So, <laughs> thank you.
0: You may not believe this, but I used to be nervous and scared to talk in front of people, too. All the time as a little boy. And then I turned two. No, I'm kidding. No, I was. I was scared to talk all the time. And, I, and when I would talk, I would sound like Don Knotts, uh, Nervous and going crazy. So... I understand that. I really do. But God can change us if we let him. ain't that right? So, Matt, that was good. Thank you. Appreciate that. Let us all now open up our Bibles, if you will, and turn to the book of John. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Of course, I say that almost every week about everything. But the book of John, chapter 6. John, chapter 6, verses 26 through 27. And if you could please stand to honor the reading of God's Word. John 6, 26-27 says, and by the way, this is right after Jesus fed many, and they were looking for more food, and Jesus knew it. And Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not work for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For God the Father has set his seal on him. God bless and honor the reading of his word, and you may be seated. When I was a kid, and people would talk about going out and eating, going out and getting food, I, uh, I'll i be honest with you, I never thought of a real fancy uh, restaurant. I mean, you've got to understand, I was real little. I had a tremendous mom and dad, but mostly we didn't eat out a whole, whole lot because we couldn't afford it. I mean, they had four obnoxious children who, who uh, ate too much probably. I don't know. But I do know we didn't have a lot of money, but we did have, uh, we did eat out once in a while. We'd go to wonderful places, Ponderosa and such. However, when I thought about eating out, I think about going out with my grandma and grandpa and my aunt and uncle and others, and we would go to a real fancy restaurant called McDonald's, and uh, I would usually want to go to McDonald's and receive a, a meal called Happy Meal. Now, a Happy Meal was always my favorite, and it still is something I enjoy. I enjoy a Happy Meal. I, maybe you do, maybe you don't. I enjoy a Happy Meal. It's one of my favorite meals in the whole world. I didn't know all this about a Happy Meal, but uh, I know my grandma and grandpa got us a lot of great Happy Meals. I still have memories to this day about a Happy Meal. I didn't know about the history of a Happy Meal, but a Happy Meal officially came out in June of 1979. And I wasn't aware of that. It came out because uh, some of the kids didn't like the grown-up foods, and so they brought it out. But you might remember before 1979, some of you youngsters uh, around my age. are not that young anymore, incidentally. I'm sorry. Uh, but I remember it shortly before that, because I got a memory because I'm a visual man. I remember some before that, and here's the reason why you remember it. Because what I did not know until this week was they had to find a place where they wanted to test the Happy Meal out, and they did. And they decided to choose it here in Kansas City, Missouri. They tested it out here before they did anywhere else. And so in 1977, they tested the Happy Meal right here in Kansas City. Right here in Kansas City. And uh, so they did. And we, uh, we got to try some of them. Now, the, the prizes were a lot different back then. Usually, it's cardboard stuff and things like that. And then sometimes we get this almost like an eraser. But they were like a orange and red little cowboys. Do you remember that? And they had little alien-looking things, planes, things like that. And, and then eventually, they started doing things like tie-ins. So what's a tie-in? Like this? No, no, no. Tie-ins are things like movies. And I remember the very first one, I remember being a clay baptist in on in december christmas time 1979. i remember that why do i remember it because one of my little uh fat friends came in and he was uh, not that bad i guess but you know chubby and he came in holding a happy meal box and what was on the happy meal box well of course Captain kirk and spock and i remember that to this day great prizes pieces of cardboard with the enterprise on it anyway all that being said they would do this for years to come we have all sorts of wonderful tie-ins you all probably remember them you remember we're used to the box was the prize. The, the, it would look like the uh, General Lee. Oh, I remember those things. Great Happy Meals throughout the year. You've probably seen them. And of course, this became a big deal. Now, originally, originally, whenever the Happy Meal came off, came out. You remember what you had to get? Of course, you had to have a hamburger. You remember the hamburger? Oh, I suffered this week. I had to have Happy Meals. Oh, it was terrible to do my homework for for the sermon. Oh, God help me. But anyway, hamburger was the first uh, happy meal. And then eventually they came out with, of course, it came with a small fry. Isn't that a cute little box? Came out with a small fry. And then eventually they brought out the cheeseburger. Oh, of course, you had to have a, a kid sized drink. You remember the kid sized drink? Let me give that a, Had to have a kid sized drink, of course. But eventually they bring out the cheeseburger. They had to have cheeseburger. Uh, I had stuff bad this year. And eventually, eventually they bring out the chicken McNuggets. Of course, these are not real chickens. And, of course, this is bread and chicken at that. But this is what they would have. And eventually, I don't know if you know this or not, but McDonald's became very, very, very healthy in the year 2000. And you know that every time we think of healthy food, we think of McDonald's. And they would they added apples, and uh, that's what we think of when we think of McDonald's healthy food. And also they would add uh, different types of milk. And that's what we think of when we think of McDonald's health food. I know you do. I know I do. But the thing that most kids remember the most about a Happy Meal probably isn't the Happy Meal itself. They probably think about the prize inside, remember? All the prizes you get inside. Now, I'll be honest with you, I worked at McDonald's for about four years. And most of the time, I saw foolish parents who allowed their kid to play with a toy instead of eat the meal. And they wouldn't eat their meal. They wouldn't get anything from the meal at all. They'd be playing with the toy the whole time. Now, my grandparents and my parents, my aunt and uncle and all, they let us look at the toy, but then they would say, now put that to the side, you finish your meal, and then you'll get the prize. Now, I put a certain prize in this box here, one that I would love to have in a Happy Meal for real. Of course, it doesn't come in this, but here's a prize in the Happy Meal box, a little Jesus. Wouldn't that be wonderful to have that for real? Now, I'm going to put this up here just for a little while. This is a little prize in a Happy Meal. Now, you don't, have to, you don't have to worry. This uh, sermon is not about McDonald's. I promise you that. I promise you that. But the fact of the matter is, today's sermon is not about McDonald's, but it is about a happy meal, a different kind of happy meal. And here in just a little while, we're going to go in the back, and we're going to have a wonderful meal, a meal that's been provided by people with wonderful hearts that have provided food for us. And we're so very appreciative of that. Wonderful people who have given us all of what they have to help us all out. And they're willing to provide for that. Now, as a child, I recall when my mom and dad would, would provide for us and give us food, whether it be at home or McDonald's, and I remember my grandma and grandpa doing the same. And while we were sitting there waiting to eat this wonderful Happy Meal food, I remember being a little irritated because the first thing we would do before we would eat was pray. Now I remember we always had to pray before we eat, and I of course knew that was the way we had to do it. And we'd sit down and we'd pray, and as we go to pray, I sit there not so patiently waiting for the prayer, and then we would eat. But you know that many people nowadays don't pray at all before they eat. Most people don't, and some people only pray before they eat, thinking that prayer is only for food, for eating, and that's not what it's about. That is not what prayer is about at all. And in fact, prayer is so much more than that. In fact, I dare tell you that we're not just to say thank you for the food, amen, let's see. I dare tell you that the um, prayer itself is to be a food. Prayer itself is to be a spiritual food. It is to be a happy meal. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Prayer is a meal, a spiritual meal. And if it's done correctly, it can be a happy meal. A lot of people think that prayer is just talking It's just talking, but I'm here to tell you today that if you are not praying unto God and if you're not doing it correctly, then you're not getting anything from it. If you're not praying unto the Lord and if you're just talking to yourself and you're not getting anything out of it, it's because you are not doing it right. It's because you are not getting a happy meal out of prayer. And if you're not doing it with Jesus, then you are definitely not getting anything out of it. You're not getting a meal out of it as you're supposed to. You're not praying right. Prayer is a wonderful spiritual meal from the Lord. It needs to be done correctly. Let me read to you Romans chapter 14, verse 17. Because it says in Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God does not mean eating and drinking, but righteous but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because you see, if you don't have Jesus Christ and you don't have the Holy Spirit, I got news for you. You can't pray. How many people in the world think that they could pray every single night? And then they go to pray. I, I got news for you. It's just going up to the ceiling and that's it. There's people just talking to themselves. But if you're not a Christian, if you don't have Christ, and you don't have the Holy Spirit, you've got nothing. You might as well be talking to the ceiling fan. You might as well be talking to the door. Prayer is to be between you and the Lord God. And you know it's good to teach children at a young age. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. We're to talk to the Lord Father God through Jesus by the Holy Spirit. Imagine it like this. This is how I used to tell the children when I was teaching children church, because it's very true. When we pray, we're talking to God, Father God. We're talking to Father God through Jesus, connected by the Holy Spirit. I used to tell them it's like having a phone. You remember the game you used to play when you took a coffee can? And with a coffee can to a coffee can, you'd have that little string. You had to have a connection. You couldn't just have a coffee can and a coffee can. You had to have that little connection through the string. When you have a phone line, I know it's a little different now, because people don't think of it this way with their little cell phones and all that. But the truth is, you still have to have a connection. When you're talking to God on one end, I'm talking about Father God, you have to have Jesus, who's also God, the Son, right? You have to have Him on the other end. So you pray through Jesus, but you have to have a connection. That's through the Holy Spirit. That is your connection. So you're talking to God through Jesus, and the connection's by the Holy Spirit. He's the phone line, okay? That's how you're talking. That is prayer. Prayer is not just saying words. Prayer is talking on the phone, so to speak. A spiritual phone line. That's what... Prayer is. I think so many times we misunderstand what prayer is. We're talking to God. I know I've misunderstood before. So let's take a look at what prayer is. Let's start with the meal that what prayer is. First of all, as little children, as I said before, we have to teach our children how to pray. And when we're little, and I'm not just talking in age, I'm talking our spiritual growth. When we're little bitty, spiritual babies and it's okay to be a spiritual baby you got to start somewhere but when you're spiritual children you got to grow up you can't stay as a child forever in fact it says that we're to start on the milk the milk okay look i just showed you those little milk bottles okay those are cute little things by the way i barely took a sip and they were gone i barely took a sip and they were gone i was like oh man i, I haven't had chocolate milk in so long my mama has chocolate milk a lot but uh and i love chocolate milk uh, so healthy, I'm sure, but anyway, I went to I went to take a sip. I said, oh, man, I've been wanting chocolate milk for so long. I went to take a sip. It was gone. I said, like, oh my goodness, I barely took a sip. It was gone. The fact of the matter is, is you can't live on milk forever. Now, what does the Bible mean by that? Well, we'll get into that in a second, but it doesn't mean that you're not to drink milk because you need that, right? In the Word, even. It means that you're not to drink and stay on milk alone. That's what it means. Don't stay on the milk alone. A baby... By the way, it drinks milk when it's a baby and it can have nothing else. It's talking about staying on baby food. Don't stay on baby food forever. you got to grow up. you got to grow up at some point. We don't have to stay on baby prayers. You ever teach your baby a prayer? There's nothing wrong with that. We'll talk about some of that here in a little bit. It's okay to have baby prayers. Now you lay me down to sleep. You know that prayer. And those are things that we teach our little ones. But that's not to be a prayer when you're 44 years old. It's not to be a prayer when you're in your 60s. Now I lay me down to sleep, oh my Lord, my soul to keep. If you're doing that and you've been a a, a grown adult and you've been saved since you were 17 and you're finding yourself still praying, Lord God, my soul to keep. You're like, come on now. What are you, baby Huey? Grow up. You've got to grow up at some point in time. We are now to not just live on the milk alone, but we're to be on the meat. What is the meat? Now, we know how the hamburger works. You got meat on there. I, I'm sorry, folks. You're eating cow, and it's how. It I hope it's cow. If it's nothing else, but it's to be. You, you have the meat. What is the meat? Spiritually speaking, the meat is the word. You have to have the word to grow on. It's amazing to me when people go to pray and they don't know how to pray. What's I can understand that Jesus gives us a, a blueprint of that. We're going to get to that at the end of the sermon here. But we have to have the meat, which is the word. Go to the word. We have to have the word to chew on, to grow up on, to digest and build ourselves up. And we can look at that in the book of Hebrews. So let's go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, verse 11 through 14. And it says in Hebrews 5, 11 through 14, Concerning this, we have much to say that is hard to explain, since you have become hard of hearing for... for though by now you should be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God and have come to need milk rather than solid food. Mary was telling us that we need to grow up. So everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a baby. But solid food belongs to those who are mature. For those who through practice have powers of discernment That are trained to distinguish good from evil as we grow up we know the word and when you're on the word you can tell what's right and wrong you know a while ago uh my brother the chief uh got up here and was talking about we're in a rough time a lot of people who don't know the word who do not chew on the word and digest the word and and think on the word they can't tell right from wrong and say well what's wrong with that I don't see what you think is so wrong with people doing that. What's wrong with that lifestyle? What's wrong with this lifestyle? If you don't know the Word, no wonder you don't know what's right and wrong. You need to chew on the Word, know the Word, digest the Word, think on the Word every single day. If you don't know, there's a problem because you maybe you don't know Him like you think you know Him. That's the problem. It says in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 4-5. 1 Timothy 4, 4-5 says this. For everything created by God is good. A lot of times people say that. Well, it's in the world. God created... Uh, That's not all it says. It says, For everything created by God is good, and nothing should be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. In other words, in God's will, and doing it thankfully, living to God. It goes on to say, Since it is sanctified by the Word of God and by prayer. We're to have that meet the Word and by prayer. Everything through prayer and through the word, we are to have that. That's the meat. Have that word. So if you have a Bible, if you have a Bible, I'm sure you all have a Bible, right? We all have a Bible. Have you ever had someone who said, oh, I've got a Bible. I one time had a friend who said, I've got a Bible. I've got a Bible. And one person said, I have a Bible. You gave it to me. I said, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And they said, see, look. And they opened up like it had never been opened before. I said, oh, man, that's getting good use. I didn't say it out loud, by the way. I wouldn't do that to them. But can you imagine that? Oh, wonderful, the crease has just been opened. Boy, it's getting good. Can you imagine that if, if, if your mom and daddy gave you a hamburger to eat, and five or six, seven hours later they say, oh, I got news to tell you. One time when I was five years old, we was in kindergarten, they gave us ice cream. And I remember my brother Matthew was really good about saving his food and, and saving things. He'd be the last to eat it, he was really good about that. So I, I was like, I'm gonna do like Matt does, because he's just the last one to eat, and I was always real proud of him. So I remember I was, I was gonna do the same thing, and I, I, just, I waited to eat it. Here's the problem. I'm stupid as a box of rocks. And I went to do that with the ice cream. And suddenly I looked in my box. You know, we had boxes in school, in the kindergarten. And my ice cream was melting all over everybody's papers. You can't wait with ice cream. And by the way, you can't do that with the meat of the word. If it's sitting there at your house and you want to know why you're not growing in the word, it's because you're not digesting it. You're not taking it in. Take the Happy Meal. Take that hamburger. Take it in. Take in the, the meat of the word and digest it why am i not growing because you're not eating if you did that every day i'm hungry i'm hungry i don't know why i'm so hungry because you haven't eaten if you're spiritually starving to death that's your fault because you're not digesting the word going on from here we know that jesus is the bread because we know that hamburger has both bread and meat i worked at mcdonald's that's how come i know no we know that already you don't have to work to no but here's the thing jesus is the bread he's the bread of life of course it says in John chapter 6, verse 48 through 55. It says it in a few places there. But I love the way this is said. It's so wonderful. I'll say it again. John chapter 6, 48 through 55. In verse 48 it says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Of course, he's talking spiritually. He goes on to say, "They will live forever. The bread which I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us flesh to eat? I will say that sounds very, very satisfying, doesn't it? I mean, I can understand the situation. They took it literal. Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whosoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh, and food, my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Folks, we need Jesus Christ. Without the Word, without Jesus Christ, we have nothing. We have absolutely nothing. We need this for a daily meal. We need the prayer. We need Christ. We need the Word in these things. You know, many people say we need the meat potatoes. We need meat potatoes. A lot of times people say, "Oh, I love meat potatoes in in my meal, folks." In a spiritual meal, in a prayer, we need the meat potatoes of prayer. We need the meat potatoes of prayer. So back to the fries, back to the French fries. Okay. I know they're not the healthiest thing, but boy, there's nothing like a salty fry. Isn't that right? Have you ever had to go to eat a fry and it's cold and disgusting? and? Ugh? I went the other day when I got my, my first little Happy Meal. and uh, Boy, they handed me these uh, little fries and I'm going to tell you something. It's cold and wet and disgusting. and I thought, man, I wish I was back there again. Because <laughs> I would have handed them right back and said, give me some fresh ones. you know. Cause that was gross. But that being said, we need the meat potatoes of our spiritual life. So what are the potatoes, the fries? We're talking about the songs. Just a while ago, we sang some good old hymns. Now folks, whatever song floats your boat, so to speak, your spiritual boat, that's fine. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord with song. In other words, psalms, as the Bible has it, that's what psalms are, songs. I don't know what your style is. I know I like hymns, but I like other things too. I listen to people all the time singing songs of the Lord. That's wonderful. I praise the Lord. I'm glad to be something that, that that lifts your spirit. Whatever style it is that the Lord uses to get you is fine. I personally'm not into Christian rap. That's not my thing. However, if that's what it does for you, great. Maybe you like other styles. That's fine. Whatever it is that God uses to get you to listen to the Word, to digest it, that's fine. The potatoes, the spiritual potatoes of your life, take up those fries. Listen what it says in Psalm, going back to Psalms again. Let's go to Psalm chapter 7, verse 17. Listen what it says. I will thank the Lord according to his righteousness, and I will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Oh, I've got to say it again. That's a good one. Psalm 7 17. I'll write this down. You might use it again later. It says, I will thank the Lord according to his righteousness. And I'll sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here's another good french fry for you later. And here it is. 1 Chronicles 29:13. Now therefore, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. These are things that we need to remember. Singing praises to the name of the Lord all day long. You know why it's good to have a french fry to chew on later on? I'm talking about the potatoes of glory because later on, you're not going to be home. You're not going to be home, I said. You're not going to be home reading the Bible. You're going to be at work. You're going to be at work. You ever been at work and everything is coming down on you? you? You maybe for the police officers here or the firemen or whoever else. Maybe you do another job and it's hard, physical labor. You're you're sweating. You're going through difficulties and everything is working against you and you want to get in the flesh. You want to say something. You want to become like we ought to become and by the way, you're not alone. And you want to say something and what you need is to praise the Lord. You want to do something. You need something to change the way you're feeling and you know what you can do at that very moment? Pull out one of those potatoes, one of those french fries, one of those psalms, one of those things you need to chew upon to help you at that moment to praise the Lord. Something like James 5. 13 James 5:13 which says is anyone among you suffering oh we all do don't we listen to this now is any one of you suffering let him pray is anyone merry let him sing songs we all suffer but we can pray if we're merry let us sing songs we can do it And then the other thing that we need, I told you a while ago that in the Happy Meal they added fruit. Folks, we need a balanced diet in spiritual praising too. In our prayers, we need that balanced diet. We need the fruit of the Spirit because, as I said a while ago, you can't pray without Jesus. You can't pray. You can't pray without the Holy Spirit. can't be done. And you need the fruit of the Spirit. And what is the fruit of the Spirit as it says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 25? Well, I'm not going to turn to it, but you can write that down. Galatians chapter 5, 22 through 25. It tells us right there. The fruit of the Spirit that you can see producing in you is love, joy, peace, patience. Oh, that's a hard one. Well, yeah, on your own. With the Holy Spirit, you can see it. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control people say i can't be kind i can't be nice people are making me mad self-control yes it can be done not you the greatest he who's in me than he was of the world first john 4 4 as i say so very often yeah because he is greater than you he can help you to be kind you don't have to be ebenezer screwed bah humbug <laughs> you don't have to why because jesus christ is in you call upon the fruit of the spirit i don't want to be nice well, of course you don't want to be nice, but you don't have to go behind the guy who, who just parked in front of you and go, no, 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 you don't have to do that. No, 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 you don't have to be Yosemite, Sam. You don't have to rack and frack and you can go in front of them and say, God bless you anyway, and be kind to him, show him the love of the Lord. No, yeah, you can. You can do that. You can show kindness and goodness and faithfulness, gentleness and self-control, the love of the Lord. And with that, we have other things we can do. First of all, as I said a while ago, prayer, prayer. Prayer is what a Happy Meal truly is, and there's types of prayer, types of prayer. The first prayer that is ever heard. Now first of all, as I said earlier in Sunday School for those who are here, I was talking about when a child is little and innocent. Before they get to the point of understanding the difference between sin and righteousness, God does hear those prayers. For instance, these wonderful people here today, your little ones, God hears those prayers. But there does come a point in time when we know the difference between right and wrong. And, and when that time comes, that's the age of accountability, then God doesn't hear our prayers anymore when we know right from wrong. But the first prayer He hears is the prayer of salvation. He hears that and He accepts it. After that, there's prayers of confession, prayers of faith. And in prayers of faith, we know what that is. A prayer of faith is someone who is sick and God will heal them. It doesn't always happen. It has to be God's will. But people with faith can be healed. A confession, what is that? To acknowledge and admit our sins, the mistake we make. And this is not the prayer of salvation. This is if we make mistakes. Can Christians make mistakes? You might say, but Pastor, I've made a lot of mistakes. Get in line. I have too. I've made mistakes. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3.23. Romans 3.10, I say it all the time. There's none righteous, no, not one. This is not an excuse to make a mistake. Oh, good. Pastor just gave me a way out. He gave me a ticket. I can go home and watch something horrible. I can say something horrible to the, my neighbor because the pastor gave me an excuse. No, because you know better. The point is, is that you're not alone, and he, he he is helping you too. But then there is a prayer of request that is asking. It's also known as a prayer petition. There is then also a prayer of thanksgiving, giving God great thanks for all things. We'll talk about that more next week. There's a prayer of worship. That's just praising the Lord's name. And that's how prayer starts. And then there's a prayer of consecration. That's a declaration. And a prayer of a promise, making an oath unto God. Uh, don't take those lightly, incidentally. Don't take those lightly. Prayer of intercession. In other words, praying for someone who cannot pray for themselves. For instance, we're praying for our dear brother today, our Brother Tony, who's very ill. And we're praying for him. And we love him very much. And so we're praying for him, praying for the ill. And then there's. Uh, prayer in the Spirit. What's a prayer in the Spirit? of uh, those? Uh, when we can't pray, we can't find the adequate words. We pray in the Holy Spirit. This is also speaking in tongues for those who have that gift. But a lot of times it's not just speaking in tongues. That uh, praying in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit takes over and prays for you. So it's not just praying in silence, but the Holy Spirit takes over for you. But we'll, we'll get into that another time. There's also uh, uh, the um, just praying the words of the Bible, just speaking the Scripture, because when you're praying and the Scripture takes over, you've probably done that before. Holy Scripture. While you're praying, then there's fellowship time, was well, what a happy meal is, having a happy meal with the Lord, spending time one-on-one with God, and you're just talking with Him. And by the way, it doesn't need to be flowery. It doesn't, and by that, it doesn't mean you don't have to sound like William Shakespeare. You don't have to go on and on and Thou if the because I've seen I've seen Christians do it. They get up, Lord, God Almighty, if you. I've seen people do it, and look, Lord doesn't need you to sound like you're. William Shakespeare or William Shatner or anybody else. You just need to try to speak from the heart. That's all that God wants you to do. You don't need to have all sorts of degrees because many people say, I can't speak to the Lord. Why can't you speak to the Lord? Speak from your heart. That's all you have to be. You don't have to be an actor. You don't have to have all these things. The Lord wants you to speak from your heart. I've even had people come up here in front and they say, I can't pray. Why can't you pray? I get embarrassed. I get embarrassed too, as my brother just said. He didn't want to do it, but God called it upon him, and he did. That's what we do. That's what prayer is. Just talk talk to the Lord. It's fellowship. Spend time with God. Dr. David Jeremiah, who I listen to daily. I listen to him daily. He spoke yesterday. I I was listening to him. It was another time. He was speaking about a man by the name of Stuart Bishop. Or excuse me, Stuart Briscoe. And Stuart Briscoe, had three small children to teach and he taught his his three small children how to pray and he taught them this way with three types of prayer and this covers this covers all the types of prayer now, i just gave you a long list of about 11 types of prayer and this that's actually it's actually listing more than that but in these three types of prayer it covers every type of prayer that you could possibly have He said the three types of prayer that he taught his children, his small children, was please prayer, a thank you prayer, and a sorry prayer. I thought that was really cute. A please prayer is a petition prayer. A thank you prayer is a Thanksgiving prayer. And a sorry prayer is a confession prayer. So you can remember that. When you go into God with a please prayer, bring a petition to him. Lord, please please do this, please this, please that. Please heal, my friend. Please help me with this. Help me be stronger. Go to him with a thanksgiving prayer. Lord, thank you for your blessings. Thank you, everybody. People forget to thank God when they should never. We'll talk more about that next week. And then there's the sorry prayer. Lord, I'm sorry that I failed today to read my Bible. I'm sorry today that I got angry at my mom and my daddy, my brothers, my sisters, everyone else. I'm sorry that I got upset when I did this and this. Lord, I'm sorry for all the times that it might be. The Lord knows. This should cover everything, one way or another. And I thought this was very, very important. And then we need to remember this about the happy meal prayer. It should fill you. It should fill you. It should fill you with joy in the Lord. When you go to God and you eat fully a meal with the Lord, And you're spending time with them. Not just, thank you, Lord, amen. No. But when you spend time with God, it will fill you up. It will define you. It will fill you with the Holy Spirit. You will feel the Holy Spirit all day long. Absolutely be full. No matter what trials come, no matter what happens. And it will define you and change you and even change your character. And the Holy Spirit can do this. Because you will feel compassion... You'll feel kindness. You will have humility, gentleness, patience. You'll be accepting, and you'll be forgiving. And you will have the love of God. No matter what's going on around you. Now, I don't know about you, but whenever I'm watching the news or anything else, if I'm doing nothing but watching news no matter what channel it is you might get filled with anger and frustration if you're going out there and people are cutting you off and by the way I can't drive anymore but no matter what if you're going out there with people you might get frustrated because the irritation and the impatience that we may have but folks if you spend more time with prayer and having a happy meal just between you and the Lord God and you're eating up on the Word and on the Holy Spirit and on praising and on praying and on all these things You're going to be filled with compassion for others and kindness for others, with humility and gentleness, with patience in accepting others and forgiving others, and with the love of the Lord God of the Holy Spirit. Because it says in Psalm 144, verse 15, listen to this now. Psalm 144, verse 15, Happy are the people with such blessings. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Psalm 37, verse 4, Psalm 37, verse 4, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Now, I want to describe this to you. It's not that you just get everything you want. It's not you get everything you want, but when you delight yourself in the Lord, your desires are made happy because your delight is in God, and you are happy in Him. Not in every little thing of the world, but happy in the One who created the world. And never, listen now, never, 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 never quit praying. Never stop praying. If you have found yourself today and you start to think about, man, I, I don't pray enough, join. Join the line. Join the group. Join us. We've all done this at one point in time, I'm assuming. We've all at one point in time found ourselves that we have not prayed enough. Or, oh, I've only been praying before a meal. Or, oh, my goodness, I've only prayed at night before I've gone to sleep. Or, oh, my goodness, I fell asleep when I was praying. God understands. But join back in to the happy meal of prayer and start praying again. And we do this, but never quit praying. Your spiritual strength, your strong relationship will dry up, and you'll be starving and dehydrating if you don't continue to pray and grow in the strength of prayer. As it says in Psalm 107, verse 8 and 9: Let him give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love, his wonderful works for all humanity, for he has satisfied the thirsty. And fill the hungry with good things. We need to remember, God is there for us. We need to call out to Him. He will speak with us. He will lead us and guide us. And as we close here today, before we pray, let me tell you the blueprint of prayer that Jesus Christ gives us. And it tells us everything we need to do. Everything we need to do to know how to pray and thank God for what we have. Matthew 6, 9 13. Therefore, pray in this manner Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. Let's bow in prayer. Lord God, we thank you so very much for prayer. We thank you for the meal, the spiritual meal that can make us so happy. Lord God, we thank you that you allow us to come to you to eat of this, to digest it, to allow us to be built up in our body, our spiritual body, so that we can have a close, personal relationship with you. Lord, if we have gone away from calling out to you, if we have gone away from having close discussions with you and uh, eating the word with you, and Lord God, just appreciating our time with you, Lord, I pray that you'll forgive us for it. But I pray from this day on that we will spend more and more time with you through prayer, that we, will, Lord God, will be built up from this day on And truly enjoy prayer time. That we will find our own personal prayer closet. A place where we cannot be distracted. That we will turn off our phones or televisions. Anything else. That we will not be distracted but spend time specifically with you. To grow spiritually. To grow Lord God in the Bible and with prayer. And so that other people can see you through us. And that they will grow too. I pray this in your holy, precious name, Lord Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen.